the Mind Body Connection podcast. The body and mind. With your host, Dr. Phil Parker. Due to the ongoing issues with the coronavirus situation, we've slightly changed our schedule. We've replaced our normal interviews with some recordings of live seminars on how to boost your health. To make it easier to navigate the seminars, we've edited them so that the discussion, theory, the research is covered in one section, and then the second section covers some of the major exercises we've done, so that you can listen back to them. This is the fourth in the series. I hope you enjoy it. Hi and welcome, it's Phil here. It's Tuesday at six o'clock and we're doing another, our fourth Boosting Your Health seminar. Uh, I've been asked by lots of people to focus today on sleep, so that's something we're going to be looking at. But we're going to begin by just uh, checking in, see who's here, uh, what topics you want to cover, because we want to make it about what you want as much as uh, what other people have asked for and what I have planned. So if you are here and you can leave a, a message, then please do leave a comment and we'll get started on some of the questions that have come in. So one of the questions that people have been asking me a lot is how do you deal with uh, the continued isolation that we're under at the moment, even when we don't know when it's going to end? And this is a very common issue that people have. You know, How do you deal with the uncertainty? And there isn't really a, a super easy answer to it because it is something that we we don't know what's going to happen. We're not quite sure uh, where we're going to end up, how long we're going to be, where we are. But in fact, that really teaches us what we need to do, which is we have to find a way to be accepting of this situation that we can't change. And it, it brings us back very nicely to the serenity prayer which i've talked about a number of times before but it's worth kind of just starting i think from here which is a three-point plan as many of you know the first is to uh to have the courage to change the things you can change the second is to be able to be serene and accept those things that you cannot change and thirdly the wisdom to know the difference and that really is the key here there are certain things that we can't change certain things that we have no option over and we need to distinguish which ones we can change put our energy into that in fact the the, the originator Reinhold Newbert was uh, very clear that we should really take action and and he was a kind of campaigner for um you know, what he felt was equality or resolving inequality and uh, dealing with stuff that needed to be dealt with. Uh, he was quite radical and revolutionary. And he, he believed that you should not just um, change things you can. It's like you should get out there and really be very powerfully engaged with changing whatever is not right. Uh, and at the same time, not put your energy into things that you can't change and a lot of people are doing that it's quite interesting um how much people are, are realizing in this in in this strange time what is important we talked about this last time you may remember we asked you you know what is what really that that 11th question what is really important what's important for you um and refocusing on that and sometimes it's about what's important for me what's important for us but very often the question is slightly bigger it's like what's what are we doing with this time this precious time that we have 
how can we most usefully use it to make a difference? And I know a lot of people are kind of thinking, like, how can I support the NHS? How can I, whichever country, and how can you support other people, take care of your neighbours, all those things. Interestingly, not only are good for those people, um, but are also fabulously good for you. Actually makes a difference. It's one of the interesting things about some of these uh, more community-minded activities is not only are they good for people, you get a sense of fulfilment, fulfillment is something that actually triggers good quality change in your health as well so it's win-win so i'm seeing people come in welcome claire made it uh as did jenny and Zeno, christy uh, mary allison brilliant to see you thanks for coming in uh do leave it questions any additional questions you have on that little uh, comment section would be great and uh, I can answer those questions. So that's one of the questions that people have been asking me. How do you deal with the, the uncertainty? Um, <clears throat> and and although it's it's showing up now, this is true of life generally. There's so many things that we just don't know how it's going to turn out. So how do we deal with it? How do we deal with those things where we don't actually have say? What else have people asked me? Um, a, a lot of people say, how do you deal with... Um, uh, just being isolated, you know, what to do, how to put your energy into it. And hopefully uh, you've been thinking about that. Uh, if you were on the call last uh, last week, it's only a week, uh, <laughs> that seems slightly longer than that. If you were on the call, maybe you can just drop down what for you, you have changed as a result. So just put it on the comments section. What have you changed as a result of being here last time? Because we really focused on what you're going to do with this time. How are you going to contribute to yourself or others? So pop those messages down. Be good to share those. If you weren't on the, the seminar last time, maybe just think about, well, what am I going to put my energy into? You know, where do I want to put, where, what is my passion? What am I interested in? Whilst you're doing that, I'm going to begin talking about sleep, which is uh, it was brought up by a friend of mine, Kareem, last time, but it has shown up a lot. And there's a number of reasons for this. First of all, you know, the focus of this is health, um, both mental and physical health, because the two things are deeply combined. Sleep is a really good example of how uh, our mental health and our physical health are so interlinked. If you've ever had kids or, or had a lack of sleep in your life, you'll know how your cognitive function, your emotional function and your physical functioning get absolutely hit by not sleeping. Uh, it's a great form of torture uh, for any uh, you know would-be uh, dictators out there here tuning in on this Tuesday. Uh, but most people know that. Most people, really, it's a really tough uh, thing to deal with, lack of sleep. And like many things, it's a vicious circle in that when you can't sleep, uh, you start to worry about sleep. We work a lot with people with insomnia. And a lot of the time, as soon as they wake up they're in the morning, the first thought is, how awful is my sleep going to be this evening? You know, how tired am I going to be during the day? And how unlikely am I to sleep properly this evening? So they're constantly living in a conversation. And as many of you know, even if you have a you know, mild version of not being able to sleep very well, when we um, fall asleep or when we go to bed and we can't fall asleep, we spend so much time stressing about the fact that we're not, not sleeping and what's going to be the knock-on effect of this. And that, interestingly, increases the amount of adrenaline and brain activity, which prevents us from sleeping. So in these interesting times of isolation, uh, we have a lot of things to think about. Uh, some people have too much time on their hands uh, and so they uh, ruminate. Some people have no time on their hands 
and so when they go to bed their brain does all the stop taking it would normally do on a on a quieter day we've also got the fact that we're not exercising much which means that our bodies haven't been active physically and so we have a lot of spare energy running around and basically we can get into strange and disruptive patterns which naturally is happening at the moment with isolation because you know we're not doing our normal things we're not meeting the normal people being stimulated eating the same food going to you know the kind of places that we go to we're getting a very kind of for many of us a monochromatic version of, of what the world could be so what are the tips for sleeping first thing uh, is get active do some physical exercise get out if you can if you can't run up and down the stairs if you haven't got any stairs then run into the west wing then the east wing if you haven't got a west or an east wing then you know just running on the spot any activity is very good for you don't do it late at night that's not supposed to be that good but do it at some point during the day so your body's had some kind of movement very important second thing is to make some time for thinking this is the problem we get when we're um, going to bed and we're suddenly thinking of all this stuff it's basically because our brain has gone i haven't been able to do this all day now i've got a chance to jump out and look at all this other to-do list because we have to-do lists in a number of areas of our lives many of you have looked at the coaching wheels a classic way of looking at your life which is asking yourself if i was to divide my life into like six different areas what would be the six key areas that i kind of think are important or spend my time in so that could be your health it could be your um, socializing could be your family could be your job could be your passions your hobbies could be your relationships and then uh, and if you want to do this at home feel free just draw a circle divide it roughly into six and then ask yourself the question okay right uh, once you've come and named these areas you ask the question there are lots of questions probably the easiest one is like how how happy am I with how this this area of my this chunk of my life is going? And you draw a little line to represent somewhere between ten, which would be the outside, and zero, which would be the, the, the center of the the coaching wheel. So, if this is your kind of pie chart, this would be about five. That would be ten. That would be one. Uh, and then you have a look for each of those areas and see where it is. You know, what's your what's your how rounded is your wheel? And for many people, they recognise that there are some issues that they're. Uh, wheel is not quite as rounded as they might want it to be so when you've um oh excellent i'm getting some comments come up here um i've got somebody all the way from canada hello maria from canada <clears throat> so exercise number one number two make some time for proper strategic thinking or downloading or you know clearing your mind thinking things through and again don't do that just before bed if you do it just before bed you'll continue doing it so do it some other time but carve out a bit of time and you go right these are some of the stuff i've got to deal with i'm going to spend a bit of time actually looking at this stuff okay so be quite uh, strategic about that i'm just going to read one of the couple of the comments here we've got uh one hoping to get some advice about how to get to sleep we're starting on that christine hopefully that's useful for you uh, Christy says, I totally believe in being calm and positive and it changes so much, not just personally, but it changes people around you. Very true. We talked about this before about how uh, the state you're in is contagious. So if you are stressed, annoyed, angry, shouty, that will tend to be picked up 
by the mirror neurons that we all have on board that allow people to feel part of a gang, part of a group, and their mirror neurons will start to tingle and, and twitch when you're in one particular state, which means, of course, if you're in a stressed state, people are more likely to get stressed around you. But equally, if you're in a deeply calm state, much like the uh, nebula behind me, for those of you who can see it, uh, if you're in a very calm state, then you contage people around you with that. So it's quite a nice thing to do. A question I have, though, is, for example, at work, I have to get away from negative people in order to maintain my own positivity. This can leave me out on a limb. Any thoughts about this? So how do we? So this question is basically, how do you deal with other people? And we talked about this a little bit on the last um, seminar, so it might be worth checking that out. But it comes back to the very first thing I said, the serenity prayer. Uh, and the core thing of the serenity prayer is change the things you can change and don't put your energy into trying to change people you can't change. Other people are one of the biggest factors in that group. We can't change other people. Most people have tried to change other people, uh, but they can't. Uh, but it doesn't stop us trying. Uh, and what we need to do is put our energy into ourselves. Very often, the other thing which you've mentioned here is we, we resolve problems by trying to run away from them. Um, you know, to, if I exit, then I don't have to deal with it, which is reasonable, uh, reasonable action, apart from if you're related to them, you're stuck in a house in, in uh, corona isolation with them, or they're your boss and you can't change jobs and stuff. So finding ways to reduce how these people affect you can be very important. And this does link very much to sleep because people are one of the things that we get stressed about, but things that we can't change, deal with, often stress us. Um, when we when we can work out, oh, I know what I, want, I need to do with this, then it moves from being a, a thing that's kind of just wandering around and bothering us to a, a plan of action and, and tends to reduce our stress. We talked about this last time about the idea of challenge and threat, that when something's a threat, it's like we just don't even know where to begin. So a technique uh, that uh, might help you, Christy, and other people is from NLP, which is if you have a problem problem person who you can't change or a thing that you can't actually action because it's you know it's just out of your, your either your arm's reach or it's just not within your capacity to change it uh, and those are the things that very often do stress us we can't do anything about them so what we need to do is change our relationship to them and the easiest way to do that is to see it in your mind's eye, sounds like a weird thing to do. Why would you want to focus on it? Well, because what you're going to do is you see that person who's difficult. You always see that problem that's difficult. Notice where they are. Now, normally, if there's someone that's bothering you, and particularly if they're overwhelming you, it will be slightly above you and feel like it's almost heavy on you. And what you do very simply is you shrink them down to the size of a peanut and you drop them down, usually to your left is the best, and have them be on the floor about two meters away from you, six foot away from you, and then have them roll even further away, even further away. That could be a person or it could be a thing, uh, a thing you're, you know, been doing stress about. Have that roll over. And as you see it over there, just notice how much that gives you a bit more space. And, and the benefit of this is then when you do bump into that person, because one of the interesting things about other people and if you're interested in learning more about this, if you check out uh, our online life skills and NLP and coaching course, which uh, the first unit is free, we talk a little bit about this. I'll give you the link at the end. Um, some techniques to help you deal with 
other people because yeah they are one of the things that that get us so let's say you have someone at work that's difficult um they cannot even be in the office you may not even be in the office with them but you can still be thinking oh my god i bet they'll think this about this piece of work i've done or when they come come back from holiday they're going to be annoying and they're not even there and that's you completely uh generating your own internal emotions, stress, cognitive problems as a result of not even them being present. So we know a lot of this has been generated unconsciously and unintentionally by ourselves, but this is good news because it means we can change it. So uh, shrink things down, number one, very useful thing to do. <clears throat> a lot of other people with issues around sleep. So first thing we've said, exercise. Second thing is create some time in the day, not near bedtime, or you can just go through some of the stuff that you need to go through so that when you it is bedtime, you're not your brain isn't going, oh, I've got a chance to think about it. It's already done it. Okay, so carve out some time for that. The next thing uh, to do with sleep is really catch yourself. If you've got into a habit of um, not sleeping, really notice when you start to have those conversations with yourself, you'll find that they'll pop up a whole way through the day, but particularly as bedtime arises, you'll start to ask yourself, well, what am I going to be like? How awful is my sleep going to be? And as soon as you do that, they'll actually start to trigger anxiety around street sleep. And as we mentioned earlier, in order to sleep, interestingly, nobody knows how we fall asleep because, of course, we fall asleep whilst it's happening. You can observe it, but you can't really be part of it. But certainly we know certain things will reduce our capacity to do that, whatever that transition is, that we go from being awake to gone. First thing, of course, is adrenaline. Adrenaline just wakes us up, speeds us up, as does cortisol to some extent. And interestingly enough, those hormones tend to reach a bit of a peak before we wake up, uh, which is why quite often people can wake up in stressful situations, feeling stressed. That's just a normal body response. So how do we slow down our cortisol, adrenaline at night time? Well, one of the things we don't want to do is do worry and stress about how little we're sleeping. It's a classic thing that people do is they lie in bed, kind of fidgeting and going, oh God, I'm so annoyed, why can't I go to sleep? This is driving me crazy, I'm gonna be so tired tomorrow. Look, I can see the sun coming up. And they just get themselves in an absolute frenzy. So anything that avoids that, would be good. So we're going to talk you through some some techniques um, and you can listen back to this because this will still be on my Facebook site and I'll also put a version up on YouTube. So if you need to um, get into sleep then you'll be able to listen to this um, and what I'll probably do is edit it so it's not me shouting and people asking questions before we just have this section. Um, so what have we said so far? exercise secondly carve some time to do some thinking thirdly spot when you're starting to prepare to get stressed and anxious and worried about sleep and catch yourself next we're going to move on to some techniques to um, help you to sleep but before we do that if anyone's got any questions just pop them up because i'd like to answer them before or after this section so we don't kind of have it too disjointed the seminar continues with some more practical skills in the next episode. The Mind Body Connection Podcast. The Body and Mind.